From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Welcome to Kim and Kat Stay Alive, maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast, and we are going to tell you the entirety of a movie or show and spoil the fuck out of it. And you may recognize that you only hear one voice this week. This is Kim Burns. Katrin is currently in the UK trying to find me a British baby uh, to fulfill my dreams. So uh, this week, I have some special guests. So please welcome Tim and Brian from the Civil Gore Podcast. Hello. Thanks for having Hello us all. There. Yes. Welcome. Thank you so much. This is that we are, as you know, huge fans of your show since since episode one. We're like original and fans. I yeah. know. We're like longtime pod friends. Yeah. yeah we're OG Sammies. Totally. <laughs> for sure. 100% OG Sammies. I feel like you guys were like some of the first like podcast people that like welcomed us into the podcast world a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, I, I still remember listening to you on the first time I discovered you guys. Um, I think it was on Instagram. And so I download the podcast and on my way home, I was driving home and I think Tim and I happened to be recording that night. And I said, Tim, you got to hear Kim and Kat. I said, they, uh, and that was episode one. I already knew mm-hmm. you guys. I'm like, one, that are yeah. going to be like, 
That's crazy. Like stars in the podcast world. Yeah. It was oh my great. gosh, that's so cool. I love that. And actually, Tim and Brian come to a lot of our live shows too. So I feel like we actually just released a live show. So we might have even been like talking with you on there. I feel like anyone who comes to those usually talks with you guys. Those stuff. are always so, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those are good. That's, that's where we got our name Brim. Yeah. Brim. <laughs> <laughs> our ship name, Brim. Um, yeah. And I know we have some. Cross cross listeners? Is that what it is? Yes. yes. Some yes. of our, yeah, mutual some of our fans. Sammies are definitely yeah. Yeah, listeners to you guys. So, so this is probably tell... blowing their mind. Finally, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're very excited. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you tell the Sammies who don't know who you are about your podcast and where to find you? I'll let Tim go. He's the one with the nice dulcet tones. Oh, yeah. So. Well, yeah. The Civil War podcast, we've been around. We're in our seventh season. So we've been around. We've That's been doing amazing. this for seven years now, which is crazy. Um, and... We are just a basically a two buddies podcast. We just sit around and talk about horror movies. We usually do a featured film every episode. We have a beer pairing for every film. That's uh, one of our our unique features. So cool. uh, and then we um, we do every month we do a rundown, which we call our disc membermint, which is all of the horror Blu-rays coming out for the coming month, and we break it down week by week. So you know what? And we always give a pick of the week what our favorite Blu-ray. To to buy that week is for, for each week of the month. So that's a lot of fun, but again, like it's just two guys hanging out. We, we started this podcast basically thinking, you know, maybe our wives would listen to it. Maybe, maybe our parents. <laughs> neither <laughs> have, by the way, neither, None which neither have. have. It never came yeah. true. Those are the yeah. people that definitely don't yeah. listen. For but, sure. <laughs> uh, somehow over the years, we've been fortunate enough to get uh, interviews with uh, just a bunch of directors, actors, actresses, writers, um, haunt producers uh makeup artists uh authors we've we just had a chance to talk to so many incredible people in the industry and it's been really a, a joy to uh talk to people that make the movies that we love yeah. to watch so that's been just a big perk of, of doing the podcast so it's been great that's yeah so and fun. i mean one of the things too i think is that, that just the the horror community that we got to meet i mean the listeners like we said earlier we have some shared listeners but to meet you and and ket and eric through this and other podcasters it's just because you know you're all in the same you know i i don't look at it as a competition i look at it as all like we're just part of the same family and you know we know one does well we all do well so i totally agree and and ket and i talk about this sometimes because we obviously live in Hollywood and you know do entertainment things and so it's just way different vibe (laughs) than that you know uh the podcast has always felt like very opening and welcoming and friendly which is so cool so tell people where they can find you oh sure so uh we're on Instagram Twitter Facebook um you can find us at Civil Gore Pod on all of those, and our uh, email address is at civilgorepodcast at gmail.com if you ever want to drop us a line or you know, just uh, have anything you want to add to the show or want to come on the show or whatever, you can reach us through any of those outlets. We also have a webpage at uh, civilgorepodcast.com. Yay. Which 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 definitely needs to get a little bit more uh, action on it. We've you uh, can at least get to our episodes there. Yeah, yeah you probably get a, little, there. <laughs> a little more action there. But uh, you you can pretty much goals. find us. Yeah, we're out there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely go check them out. And for all of our listeners, I just want to remind you 
that I'm remembering to tell you some business right now. You can follow mm-hmm. us at KK Sam Podcast on all the things. You can join our Patreon where you can see video episodes. You can go live with us a couple times a month. We're doing movie watches together and all kinds of fun shit. So go check it out. All the links are in the show notes and I'll put links for you guys as well. Well, thank you. Thank you. And um, so these guys are quite horror aficionados. So obviously, you know, the opposite of Kat and I. And so <laughs> when I asked you them say to that, guess, but you guys are good now. I know. I know. We're all, it's like we've watched so many now. Uh, but I, when I asked them to be guests, I was like, okay, my greatest fear is that I'm like, what haven't you seen? Like, what have you not watched? Because like, that's the hardest part. Well, that's when you get when you get to old people like Tim and I, that's where, you know, you you tend to just, you know, mathematically it adds up, you know. (laughs) So we finally decided on a little TNT uh, series, one one season series from 2006. It's Stephen King's Nightmares and Dreamscapes. And let me tell you, full disclosure, I'm. No, and I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Huge Stephen King fan. And I had no idea this series existed. I had no clue. I've never seen it. I just Now, I read the book eons ago. I don't remember anything from the book. But I had no clue the series existed. That's how obscure it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so... I don't know if it's a made-for-TV thing or what, but it's, <laughs> it's crazy that it was 2006. Or is 2006 just so long ago? Because, like, it felt like it was, like... I don't know, from like 1990? (laughs) It it, it does feel like it is a long time ago. Well, I mean, considering the last three years felt like six. We're 47 years. Yeah, that's true. So (laughs) technically, it's actually 83 years ago. Yeah, in in like like pandemic recovery years, yes. It was about uh, about seven, (laughs) 25 years from now. (laughs) But yeah, so I did episode five. It's called The Road Virus Heads North. Ooh. It's directed by Sergio Mimica or Mirica Gezan. And obviously, the short story is written by Stephen King. And the teleplay is written by Peter Filardi, who also wrote Flatliners and The Craft. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, oh. Why is the name not more familiar to me? I figured you, I should know that name. He had like a ton of other like all kind of horror genre stuff. And Sergio has directed a ton of like TV genre stuff. And I mean, a ton of TV in general. So they both have been doing it for a while for 83 years. They've been at it. (laughs) So So I love how it doubled from your like way more than your 47 now. It was like 47 became 83 after talking to Tim and I for two minutes. (laughs) 102 years ago. (laughs) <laughs> like that meme with uh, the one from Titanic. It's been 87 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had a little a little discussion at the beginning because I was like, I didn't know if they wanted to team up to see if they could stay alive if they, or if they wanted to compete. And the gauntlet has been thrown. We're yep. doing a competition. 
And I'm very excited about it. Well, to be fair, I didn't want to actually compete with Brian. I just didn't want to drag him into the muck with me <laughs> oh. because I'm so bad at this game. I was giving him a chance to survive. So that's that's. Oh, you're story. being a good friend. That's yeah, so nice. Exactly. Yes, but I'm the klutzy one. So even though <laughs> Tim, I may find the right way out, I'll trip and fall and lead Tim to 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 succeed. So. It's we'll uh, yeah. <laughs> Either way, I think Tim will still survive more than me. <laughs> well, this this will be the final decision, final final figure out, or what's the word for I'm, that? I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? I'll let Brian oh, go first. Yeah. I okay. Should we like first. switch off each question who answers first? So I think so. Yeah. That yeah. That's fair. a good idea. Yeah. Because otherwise okay. I'm just going to copy Brian for whatever he says. <laughs> I don't know why, you know, you, you, <laughs> I don't know where you got this idea that I, I would be like a good, like apocalypse team member or survival. <laughs> instinct, you know, it's like, I, I just don't, I don't know. Okay. Brian, you're up dead okay. or alive. Okay. Richard. Alive. Okay. Aunt Trudy. Dead. Sally. Alive. Sales lady. Oh, um, I don't know. She just sounds like a, a dead sales lady. So, <laughs> say <Doctor>. dead. <laughs> oh, doctor. doctor. Um, uh, dead. Agent. Dead. Okay, Tim. Richard. Richard's alive. Aunt Trudy. Aunt Trudy's definitely dead. <laughs> Poor Aunt Sally. Trudy. <laughs> Sally's alive. She's a final girl. Oh, sales lady. Sales lady's definitely dead. She has no name. <laughs> Doctor. Doctor's dead. There's Agent. a virus involved. He's definitely dead. Yeah. Agent. Agent's dead. Okay. I think we matched up again, Tim. <laughs> we might have. I was trying not to go by your answers, but it just well, makes I mean, we've been doing a podcast for seven years. It's got. We have to. Our brains have had to yeah, meld at some point. You exactly. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you, it's like we thought we were doing a competition, but really, you guys are just like giving them all it's the same the hive answers. Mind. <laughs> Which is in mind. real life, you know, we would not. We would never leave each other for dead. We would, of course, save each other. So, would you? Well, yeah. I mean, our wives are friends. They, I mean, they would be angry with us if we let one of us die. I mean, you know. <laughs> They're like, either both of you die or none of you die. There's Sometimes no I feel like they conspire to. For, <laughs> they would for probably that go one. with both of you die. Those yeah. Be the... But uh... all right, are you ready? I am ready. I'm <laughs> so ready. Okay, we start with a guy who's driving. And there's a lot of horn music. This whole show has a lot of, or episode has a lot of, like jazzy horn music, which is also why it felt older than 2006 for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, and we see it's Tom Berenger. Uh, Do you know him? Yes, yeah. yes. He's in stuff. He's yeah, been he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So he's driving. And it's a lot of like close up of his face, close up of like the tire, brr, 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 you know, like quick shots, brr, 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 horns. <laughs> Tom Berenger and horns. But like jazzy like horns. Yeah. Like not creepy, just like, you know. He's jazzing it up. He's yeah. Tom Berenger. That's what he does. He, he looks like a guy that would jazz. You know? He does. He really does. 
Uh, it, it feels like he's been driving a while, maybe, is the sense I get. So we see a sign for Boston downtown. So we're driving around Boston. And he's driving over a bridge. And uh, bonus point, Tim, you're first. We see his license plate. Where is he from? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, that is a bonus. I, I want to say Boston, but that would be too easy, right? Um <laughs> I'm going to say you know, he's heading north, so he's south, south of Boston. I'm going to say he's from – I'm going to go all the way south. I'm going to say he's from Florida. Mm. Okay, Brian. So I'm going to go the Tom Berenger, like, previous role angle here. And since he was uh, in Major League, the movie, he was playing for the Cleveland Indians. I'm going to say he's from Ohio. Zero points for everyone. Not a good start. Not surprising. <laughs> At least we would. I don't think this would sur- uh, kill, make our survival any different. I think it just maybe no, our yeah. like Bonus DMV just... <laughs> credentials would be off. But you know, well, he is in a Stephen King story, so he oh. is from Maine. Oh, that oh. is that is bad, Tim. On us, how that did we not get opposite that one? <laughs> of heading north? But okay, we'll go with it. Oh, that's embarrassing, Tim, that we did not guess that it would, with with knowing it's a Stephen King story, we pick like the two non most non-Stephen King places. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, I ever thought. So he pulls up to a hotel and the bellhop or whatever, like, you know, like lets him out. And we find out what his profession is like pretty immediately. Bonus point number two, what is his profession? Brian, you're first. Oh, God. See, I don't think he's the doctor. I'll I'll say that because I think that's that's too easy because I think he's he's probably going to be the Richard character, but I don't know that yet. But um, I say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go from the the last mistake I made and go this since it's a Stephen King thing. He's a writer. Okay, Tim. I see he's a jazz horn player. <laughs> that's that's better than mine. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no, wait, no, no. is that your answer? Oh, no, wait, no, no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna commit to jazz. Well, you, you don't know if that fell was for you or not. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I'm now. I can't go back now. I heard the ding. <laughs> that's a point for Brian. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. Bonus point. He is a writer, so he gets out of the car and like the the. And hotel person loves him. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm such a big fan of us. I love your books. Da, da, da. And he's walking in and we see a sign for like the 23rd annual horror conference or something like that. And so his name is Richard Kinnell and his books are there for him to sign. And people are like obsessed. Like he walks in and like the whole crowd is like, oh my God, give me an autograph. I love you. <laughs> like they're obsessed with him. Uh, which I was like, wow, <laughs> King Stephen King. Is this, yeah. I mean, maybe this is your life. I don't know, but it seems a little, a little cocky. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> people are just like going crazy. His name is uh, you've, been, you've seen these horror cons. They're like that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 But this was like the whole crowd was only for him. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I mean, Tim and I get that when we go places, but you know. yeah, no, you it's know tough. what it's, it's like, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's clearly what he feels. <laughs> so you know, people are like, "Oh, give us an autograph," blah, 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 blah. and like someone hands him like a fake hand that she made for him at home or something, and he's and he's like, "Oh yeah, I get like twenty of these a year or something," 
Uh, so his agent drags him away and starts talking to him and is like, oh, I couldn't get a hold of you. Like his phone was off or whatever, you know, in the car. And um, his agent says, like, we need to connect after your panel. Uh, so-and-so is like, you know, throwing down a bunch of money. They want to make a film out of night vision or something like that. Some type of filming or TV or whatever of night vision. And they're bringing in the Brinks truck, he says. <laughs> so. <laughs> and the crowd is still behind them, but like security's like holding them back now. And like one one girl's like, Where do you get your ideas? And another guy's like, Do you ever scare yourself, Richard? And then this guy breaks through security and comes right up to him and is like, Oh my gosh, I love you. And he starts pulling up his shirt so you can see his back. And he has like a tattoo of Richard Kinnell and a, I guess a bunch of his characters and stuff like that. And he's like, Will you sign my back? Sign my back. <laughs> <laughs> and so security pulls him away and then Richard was like was that me on there and like he's just not having it so now we're having more piano jazz music because we're at the conference you know and then we leave there and <laughs> well, there was an extra scene that was probably not needed <laughs> <laughs> it's just like him walking down the steps, really, and then we move on. But see, Jazz follows him apparently wherever he goes. We need to remember this because this could be a, our, 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 a clue to get out and survive. <laughs> could it? Add that to your notes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brian's <laughs> Brian's keeping notes to see if that helps. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> so, we cut to him at the doctor. Getting a colonoscopy. Oh. And it's uncomfortable. And that for me, it's uncomfortable. Right, so at least we know he's about between, he's not <laughs> seven or whatever, six to 36, two years old or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's definitely in his late 40s, 50s. So, That's okay. correct. Uh, the doctor asks if he's comfortable and he says, no, I'm wealthy. My caboose <laughs> has landed a reality show. You is are you able to find my dignity up there or something? And I was like, what's happening? Wait, he, he's awake through his colonoscopy. This is, yeah. this is different colonoscopies, I guess. Back and then. he's one of those guys know. that cracks jokes during his colonoscopy. Yeah. One of those guys. <laughs> you usually put out. So who's he talking to? That's what I want to know. Did he like, did they, they not give him his anesthesia? Supposed no, to... he was just laying on his side and we could like see the insides of him. Oh, wow. Like you could, there was like a little TV screen. And yeah, I don't know like if that's we were what I moving around. I'd ask for a different channel like, at least. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh wow, okay. Yeah, it was like I didn't like it. I didn't know. I don't know how it feels, but it. I didn't. I didn't what, enjoy seeing it. Was there still jazz music playing? Yeah, <laughs> there was just one lonely saxophone. <laughs> yeah, I know. it's gonna be. Yeah, He's it's not going to be much. Kenny G. <laughs> yeah, not, no, no excitement there uh, when uh, you know that that's happening. I can't imagine there being a, a, a particular song that would be appropriate for that. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew any jazz songs, I'd try to make a joke there. But like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Literally, yeah. just like, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, Kenny G is like the only one I would have said. I know, yeah, you know, that's all. I and have. we already said him, so I can't say him again. <laughs> Tim, uh, I, I, see, I got you two mixed up. I said Tim, Kim, uh, <laughs> but Kim, you're not a jazz scientist, so you know. I am nowhere close to a jazz scientist. <laughs> so then we sit down in the office, thankfully, and 
uh, he has some atypical cells. And they've gone to the intestines, so he needs to come back next week for more tests. And, uh, you know, the doctor is not really is like, we don't know. We need more tests. Like, we don't know yet, but it doesn't it's not good, you know. And Richard says, I had I had to take this one, this note. I had to rewind for this one. He said, frigged by the fickle finger of fate. And the doctor was like, what? <laughs> was like, that sounds like such, such a, a writer. Tom Berenger thing to say. Yeah, that's such a Tom Berenger as a writer thing to say. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I, I, I am feeling good that we, we both killed off the doctor because – Already, he's pissing me off, like showing my my colonoscopy to the to the world and not putting me out for it. So, I, I assume we're the Tom Berenger character at this point. But uh. yes, you are. Okay. Uh, he says that he's not surprised because his mother died at forty four and his father died at thirty six. So, and the doctor is like, "Well, there could be many reasons." And he's like, "Yeah, of course, there's many reasons: red meat, cigarettes, unprotected sex." And I was like, "Richard, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man, what are you doing to yourself?" <laughs> and life of a writer. <laughs> <laughs> what is Stephen King? Not superstar writer. <laughs> All those ladies were trying to flash him and <laughs> get in his pants. You could tell. She's like, here's this fake hand I made for you. Yeah, that, 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 I gotta, I gotta know more about that. Hopefully, that yeah. gets revealed. Later maybe you don't want to know more about that. <laughs> I don't. It, yeah. It, spoiler alert: It's never brought up again. I assume it's from one of his novels or something. So, uh, see, see, we're, not, we're never gonna. We, all the good stuff gets left out of these things. These shows. <laughs> is there uh, Tim as the as the Stephen King expert? That I've just named you right now. So good luck. He's a Stephen King scientist. Um, yeah, as a Stephen King scientist of the current podcast, um, what would a chopped off hand relate to Stephen King? Is there a specific thing? I can't. I can't think of anything right off the top of my head because it wasn't even like. I mean, like it was just like a hand just topped off. Like it wasn't even like bloody or anything. But I mean, it like Georgie lost his arm, but that was like his arm, not a hand. So yeah, I can't think of like hand specific. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Kim, as a former hand model though, or or current hand model, does that was it an appropriate hand? Yeah, no, it was a beautiful hand. Okay. Yeah, definitely an adult size hand. This wasn't child hands. Okay, so so at least they they went all out to get a good hand. Yeah. No. It was a great hand. I'd, I'd hire it. I could have gone somewhere there, but I'm not. I, I don't know why, because on this podcast, it's so appropriate. But, so I was going to say she did a good hand job. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably what Richard was yeah. thinking. He's like, oh, that, that's the one for later tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring her to a jazz show. So anyway, the doctor's like, you know, Richard... And they seem like they're they like know each other, you know, because Richard's like, oh, give it to me other, straight, yeah. bub, you know, like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> intimately. So <laughs> that has to be very uncomfortable. I mean, to not well, go under. Like I feel like, like yeah, because you're just talking to each other. Yeah. And once you've seen that far up somebody, you're pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I mean, <laughs> you're just talking about the weather. Yeah. I know. What do you? Yeah. It's like between that and prostate exams. Just this conversation just don't need to happen at those points. <laughs> So the doctor is saying that we're all mortal and, you know, 
Dems, Dems. That's it. <laughs> We're all mortal. That's the facts. Uh, but he's sucks. like, <laughs> no bedside manner whatsoever. It's a really feel good episode so far. Yeah. That's it, why the jazz music's there exciting. to kind of keep it, you know, keep it a little yeah, light. Yeah, keeps it light. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'm, I, I would think that as a writer, you have a lot of, you're used to a lot of control. Like you control what all of your characters do, you control where they are, yada, yada, yada. So it's like you get to control the whole thing that you create. But he says, as doctors, we're used to a degree of chaos. And Richard says, yep, man plans and God laughs. This guy's just full of one-liners here. If I could make a jazz sound, I've tried like eight times so far, and none of them have sounded right. So like Seinfeld, every every time he cracks a one-liner. Yeah, totally. Exactly. So now we cut to him in traffic. It's raining. And he's like, come on, knuckleballs. Knuckleball? Yeah. Uh, what are you? What are you blind or what? You know, just fucking yelling at traffic, and then says, "Please God, I'm not ready to die." Uh, and <laughs> so he's, he's having a tough time, and so he's just, you know, whatever, talking to God, and then all of a sudden, like a biker drives by and like hits his window. A bicycler uh, is just like driving through the traffic, you know, and like pounds his window real quick, and he's like, "Ah!" Cut to him driving by a church. And he pulls up to a gas station, and across the, from the gas station is a yard sale. And he looks at it and ends up going, taking a look. So he goes and looks around, and like some dog in the corner starts barking at him. And he looks in one box, and it's a bunch of books, which include his books. And then he sees this painting. And it's like a guy driving over a bridge at night. And it's very creep, creepy looking. And it like we're looking directly at like the front of the car. So it's like headlights and then like this creepy face that's almost like blue because of like the night coloring and stuff. Uh, and it's like smiling. He's like long hair and he's smiling, but like kind of it almost looks like he's smiling like mouth closed, but with like two little <laughs> vampire teeth kind of. I love Kim's effort to get this perfectly. She's, <laughs> she's got like two hands in the whole. <laughs> this is where the video portion. Of yeah, the this is, is yeah. priceless. There's, yeah. there's so much that happens <laughs> on the video. So Richard says to the painting, gentleman in the painting, you're a smug one. What do you know that I don't? And then the lady who's running the yard sale recognizes him. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're Richard Kindle. And she's like, of course you'd go for this painting. It's got your name all over it. Because it's creepy as fuck. And he asks about it. And she says, it's an original by Bobby Hastings. And she's like, actually, I'm selling all of the Hastings things, even their dog over there. Uh, and Richard says, he looks like a rock and roll cannibal, the painting. So whatever that sounds like to you picture picture that and she says yeah bobby was like that he he would wear the same t-shirt every day that had led zeppelins on it which i'm pretty sure she used the plural (laughs) (laughs) there were multiple led zeppelins (laughs) (laughs) and you know by the end he was just skin and bones and dirty and stuff like that and we find out that he committed suicide So he was just 23. He was like the tortured genius type, but he was still living at home. And she says there was a lot of drugs. 
And Richard asks if there's any other paintings. And she's like, no, one day out of the blue, Bobby like went in the backyard and took all of his paintings and sketchbooks, except for this painting, obviously, um, and burned them in the backyard. And as she's talking, we're seeing like what she's describing of like each different thing, you know? And uh, she says his mother said like some of them were way worse than this like some that would just like make your like curl your hair and she's like and sex stuff too (laughs) and she's like when they found him in the garage there was over a hundred of those little crack cocaine bottles uh in the garage where he likes to paint and she's like aren't drugs awful and richard says they certainly were which i thought was an interesting response (laughs) okay Richard, what did the doctor tell you, sir? <laughs> so she says, actually, yeah, they found him hanging right there. <laughs> like, oh we're gosh. in the spot. <laughs> and he had a note, like, uh, on his shirt that said, I can't stand what's happening to me. And Richard says, really? I, I feel the same way. Question number one, I don't know whose turn it is, uh, what do you do? What does Richard do? I think, uh, well, Tim, I did the, I think the last one first. I think Tim's up. Okay. Okay. Well, we've had three questions so far, right? So, Tim, Oh, did we? Oh, the bonus, the two bonus. We had dead yeah. or alive. Oh yeah. So my, so oh no, Brian. I did dead or alive first, I think. So, oh, okay. yeah. So Tim, I think you're up. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Um, so I, this is not going to keep me alive. But I think great. That was, You're doing a great yeah. job already. Do you, I'm sorry. Did you need me to explain the rules of the podcast? The problem is it's I can't backwards. be untruthful because if I ran across this painting at a yard sale, I would totally buy it from this dead, hanged, cracked out horror guy. I would totally from buy the it. exact location where oh, the artist. I would totally himself. buy it. That's right up my alley. Uh, I love yard sales, and I would I would think I would totally buy this thing. And I know that's I'm not getting a ding for that, but I also think. To further the plot, uh, Richard is definitely buying this painting. I don't think he's even going to try to talk the lady down. I think he's just going to flat out buy it, whatever the <laughs> price. Yeah, see, I, I, I know I'm going to say the wrong answer here, too, uh, with because but i'm with tim like how do you not like i'm kind of one of these people that like if i start talking to someone that's selling something i come home with it because i feel bad so i know i'm gonna <laughs> buy it and i know he definitely bought it so but Brian yeah just this, shame buys they're like totally I, if I a salesperson just, talks to you long enough you're buying it just yeah, just I, out I, of I, sheer I guilt to say. I, don't know, I don't know another way out of the situation <laughs> he's got so. like 20 cars it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's, it's why like that's why this move is taking me like literally like <laughs> six months to pack for it so yeah i i, I go uh I'll, I'll go it will hand in hand buy this uh painting even <laughs> though i know this is not going to be good for me See, I threw that. I brought the hand back in too. (laughs) (laughs) That's one point for each of you. Obviously, don't buy this fucking painting. It's so (laughs) creepy. He's a rock and roll cannibal. But, but in my defense, it could have been the painting that maybe shows you how to avoid something. Because I've seen enough movies that done that. So, I know I'm wrong, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> mostly not. Mostly things that yard sales murder you. But yeah, I can't, I can't think of a single movie where a yard sale was a was a good purchase. Yeah, no, not re- yeah. I don't think there's ever a good one. Like <laughs> like even the Chucky series, right? He bought the he bought the 
You bought Chucky at a, at a garage sale. So. The Dybbuk box from um, oh yeah, that maybe yeah. Possession with Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan. Yep. Yeah, the jo- mm-hmm. and then uh, what was it? The Rings sequel? Like he bought the VCR and mm-hmm. the tape from Garage Sale. Yeah, yeah it's it's a never a good idea. So Tim, we're just bad at this. <laughs> I told you I would. <laughs> Knowing all that, we still bought the painting. Yes, which yeah. I have to be true to my spirit. I, uh, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. the honesty. <laughs> uh, Richard does buy it he says how much and she says uh 45 she's like oh, i mean i started at 70 but i had to lower the price because no one was interested so he's starting to pay or i think he's writing a check <laughs> or something so- oh this is totally from 80s then so you're right <laughs> like it feel, feels that way i feel like my checkbook has mold on it because i don't even know the last time i wrote a check <laughs> So he's like starting to pay and the dog starts barking, going a little crazy. And she's like, where do you get all those crazy ideas? Cut to him driving. It's just like. <laughs> I was expecting to go like the paintings. And then, yeah. oh, he's not even going to answer that. Uh, yeah. like, no, we just there's on. definitely some autobiographical stuff in here. Yeah. From, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of makes me think that Stephen King does not like his fans at all. All right. Yeah. Oh, no. I, and I always wanted to meet him, but now I don't know. I think he just gets tired of that question, I'm sure. Probably. I'm sure yeah, he hears yeah. it constantly. That's that's a fair point that I bet a lot. I guess if you get asked that like every day of your life, you're like, oh, please stop. It's got to be. In all fairness, he is pretty open with about that, that thing. He always says where he gets these ideas from. So he does like for you to like then ask that after you're like, what kind of fan are you really? <laughs> you don't right. watch any of my 500 <laughs> interviews I do. You know? <laughs> just don't go up to him with a. With a tattoo of his face on your yeah, or a hand. Body. I will not go up with a hand. I, in fact, I will go like I'll walk up like this to him. Just, <laughs> no, you know, it like, not even my own hands will get near him. I know. <laughs> and he's and he's like, dude, I don't even have any hand stuff in my, yeah, no. any of my entire catalog. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, did you hear about his blue check thing on Twitter? Yes, yes. I yeah, just was Jim. reading about that right before yeah. the uh, podcast. It was funny. Apparently, him. LeBron James and who else? <laughs> William Shatner are all getting yeah. all getting to keep the blue checks without having to pay. Just those three. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so back to him driving jazz music. Of course. <laughs> He's only got one station in his car. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots of close-ups of all the things. Car face. Ugh. He's driving to New Hampshire. We see the sign, New Hampshire, live free or die. And he says, I'd rather live. And then we see the painting in his back seat. And so I could be wrong about this because it was like, you know, it's like one of those things that are dark and it's hard to see. But in this moment, I thought that he was only lips with vampire teeth before. (laughs) Now he's definitely like smiling full teeth. Mm, But I think before he only had lips. But that one I wasn't totally sure about. But uh He's the the painting has full teeth. <laughs> if that wasn't clear, hopefully yeah, it was. Right, Richard has I, always. I, in had all honesty, teeth. I assume both of them had the teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Richard's always had all the teeth. Yeah. Okay. Now the painting does. But he's so just like, denti- dentistry is not his problem. It's the, no. other, the other end. His <laughs> <laughs> problem. Okay. Then we do um, what clearly was a commercial break time. 
and go to <laughs> is that wait do i need to make that as a note <laughs> no i still remember, like, actually a little off topic i still remember that one episode you did where you were writing all your notes down and you included the commercial break when you were telling ketrin <laughs> thing and you, you started singing the commercial or something i was like cracking up with it was there oh because i must have been watching it on like tubi yeah or i think something. it was like the halloween the rob zombie halloween or something and you're like and you said and then we cut to someone drinking <laughs> and like you're like because i'm watching it on television it was funny this was made for tv moment you could just like tell when it fades out for commercial time and fades back in it was like a different different cut and i was like oh commercial I watched this on YouTube, by the way, if anyone wants to watch oh. it, because it's very hard to yeah, find. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna else. ask you after. I think I need to see this now after uh once we do this. So Yeah, just look it up on YouTube. There's like one channel that has like the whole season, but otherwise you can't really find it anywhere else. Like even on like Amazon or anything. Well this, this is that's a good thing for you because otherwise Tim would have seen it. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's the only reason we could do this podcast. Yeah. It's because someone is illegally posting. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's total obscurity and illegal posting is why we could do this today. So he's driving some more and we drive by a water tower uh, that says Maine on it. So I guess we made it to Maine and he pulls up to a house and there's a lady gardening outside. Clearly he's late because she looks at her wash. Watch. And her wash. <laughs> her wash she might have been right. It was one of those old towns. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> it's a soccer when the sun yeah, yeah. hits yeah. the sport of the grass by my wa- <laughs> shirt hanging up, I know that it's 3 p.m. <laughs> and you're late. <laughs> so he says he's sorry. He stopped at a yard sale. And she's like, oh, you love yard sales. Like, did you pick up some treasure? Let's see. And he shows the painting, and she's horrified. She's like, I hate it. <laughs> no, <laughs> throw it away. And as he's looking at it, he sees there's like a little title on the back called Road Virus Heads North. And he says, fitting, isn't it? And she's like, what? who would paint such a thing? Ugh. She's like, I mean, you. I'm surprised it didn't like, you know, hit hit you more in a bad way basically because you're the master of fear and something about imagination i don't know she's she doesn't like it and she doesn't think he should either i mean she's got laundry on her arm so you know (laughs) she's she's got got other issues yeah so he looks at it now and he's like oh i didn't notice that and now we see that so you know it's the guy driving it's long hair driving and he now has his arm like up, you know, when your window's open and you put your arm up on like the window space. Yeah, and then you <laughs> I could never do that like after this. I saw that movie, oh. The Hand, funny enough. <laughs> you let the wind <laughs> blow your hand Stephen like that. Yeah. yeah. So he's just like holding the roof of like um, the car. And uh, Richard's like, oh, I never noticed like that tattoo. And you can see he has like a tattoo that says luck of the, but it gets kind of cut off. And the lady is like, look at those teeth. And he's like, yeah, I saw those, but I don't know. It looks different in this light. And he says, it's darker than I remember. So I think even the sky is like a little like dark. It was a little more like reddy, reddish before, you know, Um, I think. But he's like, anyway, and puts it away. They go have lunch. And he's like, thank you. It was delicious. Now they're drinking tea. Uh, This is his aunt, by the way, Aunt Trudy. Aunt Trudy. Okay. They both have Aunt Trudy. 
they Hopefully. both have uh, what <laughs> 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 Hopefully. No no offense to Aunt Trudy, but you know, I, I want to win this but game. But point for me if this bitch dies. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Um <laughs> I'm impressed you guys remember. I could never remember who I ever said was dead or alive. Uh they both have some definitely some some main accents going on. And uh, or nor- northeastern accents for sure. So He's very pensive, and she's like, a penny for your thoughts? And he's like... I don't know why that bit cracked me up. <laughs> he's like, I had a colonoscopy today. They found something. I need to go back for more tests. That's and, the kind of thought you don't want to buy for a penny. Like, yeah. Keep, yeah, that's that, like a, keep yeah. that thought to yourself. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say that's some penny. It's like- <laughs> keep it to yourself. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, is it bad like you know and they don't know yet so she's like oh that's not so bad and he's like well it's not so good and she says you're thinking about my sister aren't you meaning his mom uh but she's like it's not like it wasn't her day and he says what am i 50 mom was 40 when she got sick and she says yeah but she had four good years after that and he says you know that artist who made that painting out there killed himself and had a note that said uh you know what was it? I hate what's happening to me or can't stand what's happening to me. And she says, stop that. Stop. That's self-pity. She's like, no, you need to get busy living. You've got 50 more books to write. So now they're going for a walk outside. And uh, he's saying that he needs to stop at Sally's on the way home to pick up his dog, Hobo, that she's watching. Which... I don't know. Were we still using Hobo in 2006? I guess so. Yeah, I guess we are. We're naming dogs after him. (laughs) Right? So um, then they have a whole discussion about Sally. Clearly Aunt Trudy wants them to hook up. And he's saying, no, it's just friendly. And there's like like one time with Sally is enough for, for me or something like that. So clearly they used to be a thing. I don't know. Turns out also when I was looking up the character names, you know, just like on IMDb, her name is Sally Kinnell. So I'm like, wait, is this your ex-wife? Because they definitely did not make it seem like it seemed like they used Mm. to date, you know, was like the reference. But not that like she was your literal ex-wife and now your Aunt Trudy wants you to remarry, I guess. Like, I don't know. (laughs) So. It was interesting. Yeah. Well, IMDb is weird sometimes. Sometimes they give net character names to like. That like never had them in the in the movie, so that's true. Maybe I should I should have looked at the actual credits. Maybe she had a full she had a full first middle last name. So oh, she was like Sally Blair Kinnell. Well, we did we made her survive. I think so. I think so. Yeah, when you get three names, you have to survive. (laughs) Yeah, because you're the killer. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) serial killer. So she, uh, Aunt Trudy. Is uh, what's she saying? Something about a fire. <laughs> Good. Aunt Trudy's always talking about fire. <laughs> yeah, this is why it's she doesn't make loopy. it. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, the fire is that you left the stove on for seven hours. And she's... oh, maybe she said you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, no fire. Wait, no fire at all. Okay, no fire. Fire and fine look very similar. Okay. In, in, scri- <laughs> in scribble handwriting. <laughs> she says you'll be fine you just have to keep a good attitude 
And she's like, and get rid of that painting. You need to like throw it in the river over on Highway 63. She's oddly says, specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Trudy is also a litterer. Yeah. <laughs> it's the writings in the family. Yeah. That's where I put all of my trash. The river <laughs> off of Highway 63. Oh. She says, um, the secret to life is simple, or my secret is simple. Fill your life with flowers. So, oh, he he's like getting in the car now. So he kind of like says to the painting, he's like, you hear that? Aunt Trudy wants you to swim. And she's like, no, I want it to sink. <laughs> <laughs> and so they say, um, you know, I love you and goodbyes and things. The final goodbye for Aunt Trudy. <laughs> Just die, Aunt Trudy, please. I need the points. <laughs> Nothing against you personally, but, you know, we need our points. So now we cut back to the yard sale. And yard sale lady is closing up. And there's crows abound near the house, calling around. And the dog starts barking. And she shushes the dog, like turns to the dog. And we see kind of behind her just like a quick flash of like a long-haired guy walk by. And she's busy, you know, putting stuff away. And she hears like someone behind her and she's like, oh, the sale's over. And she turns around and it's long-haired guy with a knife and she screams and then he stabs her. And then she the sales lady we killed off? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I do. I don't want to spoil Take it with that. yard sale lady, but yeah, she's the sales lady. And it's like just a bunch of close-ups of like quick cuts of blood and things like that. And then we cut to on the ground, like from her feet, we like pan up like her twitching, dying body on the ground. And like kind of see like a sports car drive off. And then it pans over to her head on like a different shelf that he had clearly cut off. <laughs> I was oh, like, oh my gosh. Cool. And her body was still shaken. So I guess the safe to say the yard sale's over. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's gonna take care of that dog? <laughs> How much you want for your head, lady? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim and I would go back the next day by the head. No, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Kim's like okay. I'm like somebody, somebody would talk you into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the that's sales lady wasn't you. already dead. The other, yeah. <laughs> maybe her head by itself would talk me into it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, come on. <laughs> She'd wink at me, you know, with the, the, the from the shelf, you know, from the shelf next to the iron. So, uh, commercial break. <laughs> back, okay. back to him driving. With jazz. And he's like, ah, fill your life with flowers, eh? You know, Aunt Trudy's saying. And two people on a motorcycle are, like, driving next to him now. But and he's kind of, you know, like, smiling at them because they're enjoying their, their life. And but then then the girl in the back, like, gives him the finger and they kind of, like, cut him off because it was very strange. It was a very strange interaction. <laughs> Because it seemed to be only like a two lane highway. So like they were driving next to him to pass him and then like someone else was coming towards them. So I think they were like, bro, slow down. 
as he's just like, ah, fill your life with flowers. He can't hear them over the blasting jazz music. Yeah. yeah. He's just thinking of flowers as like this motorcycle gets run off the road by a truck next to him. So then he looks back at the painting. Like he literally like like turns and looks at it and the, the creepy blue face. And then it's like, boom, 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 boom. his car starts running over a bunch of um, orange t- t- cones <laughs> that were lined up. Um, and he's like, so then he kind of loses control a little because he goes through like a row of them. And then, like, drives into, like, a work site, sort of. And everyone's like, oh, 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 And then he goes through, like, this muddy water area. And so he, like, flies through that and through the cones. And he's, does like, he crash through control a, a little. Does he crash through, like, a produce cart full of watermelons? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that from? That's, like, every movie. Every movie. <laughs> every movie. <laughs> There's every always movie. a produce cart, even in the middle of, like, the city. You know, it's like a produce <laughs> cart. <laughs> Um, Tim's a produce cart scientist. So yeah, right. he knows. He he's like, well, let me list everything <laughs> for you. Uh, <laughs> so he now is like, he kind of like gets back on the road, and his muffler falls off, and so he stops at what appears to be a rest stop, which I can only assume is where Aunt Trudy throws her trash in the river because we're right by like this little like walking bridge towards the river and a bunch of trees and stuff. So the car is like covered in mud now and like smoking and things. And he has a cone like stuck up inside one of his wheel centered things. (laughs) (laughs) Wheel holder. (laughs) Whatever that's called. And neither Tim and I were automotive. No, we're. I, know, I think that's you, the technical term is wheel. Yeah, water. aren't you like the car expert? <laughs> I know. I was like, that's why I know it has a real name, but I don't know what the name is. <laughs> I was like, my family's full of mechanics. Um, they definitely call it something more than the wheel holder, <laughs> but <laughs> it'll come to me. I'll let you know. <laughs> so uh he like gets a crowbar out of his trunk and like crowbars out the the cone and there's some lady with a dog doing something and her dog starts barking at him uh, all the dogs don't like him they all bark at him <laughs> so he looks in the back seat and the painting so the painting was in a big frame that had like a glass glass in front of it so the glass is all like cracked now from you know, running into that produce cart. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it's got watermelon spritz on it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he looks at it, though, and in the car is still there and creepy guy's driving it. But behind him, instead of the bridge, there's a church now. And it's still like nighttime in the painting. And he looks and he's like, Rosewood? Because remember, like, when we first got to that yard sale, there was, like, that church that he drove by, like, right next to the gas station. And he's like, that's impossible. Question number two, what does he do? What do you do? I forget Uh, again who goes first, so. I think, yeah, I think I go with this one. Um, You guys have to be in charge of that. (laughs) So, knowing him, he'll, I mean, he's going to keep the painting, and I think he's going to collect himself and drive back to to go look at this church firsthand. I would probably at this point I, I've made my purchase and 
well, I mean, and honestly, the sales lady's dead, so she'd never find out. I that's the point. I'd probably get rid of the painting at this point because plus it's cracked and my OCD would just drive me crazy. I'd have to like then buy a new frame for it. So I'd get rid of the painting at that point, and I think he would keep it and then drive double back and go check out this church. Okay, Tim. Okay, and I, I swear I'm not copying Brian because I came up with the exact same independent, <laughs> completely independent thought. But at this point, I've seen the painting change too many times. I know it for a fact it's haunted. I'm going to throw it in Aunt Trudy's trash dump of a river, uh, which is nearby. I think he is definitely going to keep the painting. I like Brian's idea of driving back to the church, but I think I'm going to go a different way. I think he's going to continue on to see what Sally has to say about all this. I think he's going to continue on to Sally's house. So wait, you're, you're getting rid of the painting. I'm getting rid of the painting. He's going to Sally's house. Yes. Okay. That's one point for each of you. Wow. I thought, I thought one of us was getting a I double I thought ding. we would get a double yeah. ding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I love Kim, Kim's dramatics, though. She like she does like the slow ding just yeah. to give us that, like, the anticipation. It's very, very, very thematic. I like yeah. it. That's how we keep the excitement going. <laughs> so he walks through the trees under the bridge. And fucking dumps that thing in the water. Goodbye. No wow. So we got hit. We were right. And he was wrong. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. So. And he says, no wonder that kid killed himself. <laughs> and that lady and her dog are like standing on the bridge above, like looking down at him. And the dog starts barking. So he looks up and says, nice legs. Be sure to eat your fiber. What? <laughs> what? Wait, do you say that to the lady or the dog? <laughs> I would assume the lady. Okay. Well, you never know. He's like this weird. He's like he's got a lot going on right I now. Know I don't the know. The dog would understand fiber. True. He, but... <laughs> it was. But he talked to the painting. Why not talk to a dog? Right. I mean. Yeah. Like... No. He's he'll talk to anything. <laughs> um. I guess maybe this was also why it felt a little. Pre-2006? Like, I was like, what are you... Why? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, at least he didn't go like, oh, nice gams or something, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, like he may as well have. Yeah. But also, like, I'm not even that upset about... I think I might be more upset about the eat your fiber line than the nice legs line. I might, I might have to say, because what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, what? Well, yeah, what, where does fiber and legs... I mean, I think, I mean, I'm sure he's trying to warn her against the dangers of colon cancer. Colon? Oh, yes. Oh, I was, that's yeah. I was oh, like, okay, Tim, is see? it a colon yeah, thing? See, yeah, I think that. But <laughs> yeah, she has no a... reference for that. So it's that... to her. It's always going back to the colonoscopy. I see yeah, but, but that was her, him that's... trying to warn her of the yeah. dangers of, of colon cancer. He, he lured okay. her in by a misogynist compliment and then yeah. went Thank to the, the facts. Yeah, okay. Do not I use that it. as a pickup line. I can tell you and that. And then yeah, he explained her how to not get cancer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, he went to... Okay. All right. So we Great. figured it out together as a team here. Okay. So... We got it. <laughs> it was... It was unexpected. I'll say that much. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't like either of those lines. And, I, and they all felt, both felt unnecessary. <laughs> like, just. He could have just handed a pamphlet from the doctors, you know, and then called it a day. That's it. 
So he drives off. <laughs> I'm sure there's more jazz. I can only assume. <laughs> he looks back and there's glass all over the seat from when it shattered uh, from the grocery truck. The what truck? The, the produce cart. A watermelons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he says to himself, what painting? I don't see any painting. Huh. So he's pretty freaked out by it. <laughs> Clearly. This guy. Tom yeah, Berenger, my God. I know. I, I, I can't wait, wait till we, we're done with this so we can go watch it. Like, now. go like, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to let me know. Because I want to see if he was asking the telling the lady she had nice legs or the dog. Yeah, we need to see that. Yeah, we need to really, like, get the vibe of the whole I mean, fiber she's, comment. like, holding the dog. So it's, you know, he's... It's they're they're really one in the same in that moment, so it's hard to. So it's like a it's like a dog woman, or is it a woman and a dog? <laughs> <still? It's like laughs> She's actually half woman, half dog. Okay, and he right. was into it. Yeah, you know. So he, yeah. After you watch it, you have to let me know um, what what how how it was how I did basically. Basically, we'll I was like, let me know how I did. <laughs> we'll call into the post mortem and, and yeah, and, I'd be like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> so um and also like what what it was like to hear it and try to live it and then watch it later i always like to hear what that feels like for people so anyway he pulls into a trailer park his car is still covered in mud and still kind of smoking and he parks at this place and opens his door and a dog like jumps in and starts like barking at him like right in his seat and then another dog jumps up on the the hood of his car and is barking at him like through the windshield so he, gosh, I like didn't fully pick up on how much dogs hate him until I'm like telling it to you guys. Like every it's a dog, lot of dog hatred in this. Yeah, he, like I don't know. Maybe it's you, Tom. They can they can sniff out a demon. Yeah, he's he's possessed. You know? His colonoscopy, yeah, the haunted colonoscopy, you know. <laughs> the Amityville colonoscopy. Yeah, there you go. project there. The yeah, Amityville there you go. colonoscopy. You know that's coming at some point. <laughs> It was, there was probably a secret message on the yeah. Dr. TV screen that I missed. A demon face. So he starts honking his horn and a lady comes out and like gets the dogs and puts them away. And she's like, sorry, rescue dogs are loyal but needy. And he's like, did they have to eat up my wiper? And <laughs> <laughs> Did it actually eat his wiper? I mean, we didn't see that at all, but... <laughs> I don't think so. Probably. I mean, in all honesty, the guy's got watermelon all over his back seat. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, like, you know it's going to attract the dog. It. Exactly. Yeah. So she says, she says, your dog's inside. Uh, so this is Sally. Uh, and she's a very, like, hippie spiritual lady. And she's like, your dog's inside. He's real thirsty. I couldn't keep him away from the toilet. And they have a whole back and forth. Just close the lid. There's, yeah. a, there's a solution to that. Well, he probably told, he's probably telling dogs to eat fiber. What do they expect? I mean, you know. well, now he says. <laughs> now he says maybe he has a salt deficiency. What? What is that? <laughs> and she says, "Well, you should get it checked out." So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was telling the dog to eat fiber. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he was. This this is the oddest Stephen King story ever. But I'm totally here for it because it's fun. 
This guy did write professional movies, you're saying? Yeah. I got to set that straight because I don't understand. The craft. I don't understand I this dialogue. The craft. <laughs> so she asks how the writing conference was. He says, fine. She says, are you less threatened by your popularity now? And he just ignores that and asks where Hobo is. And, you know, she wants him to, like, hang out. And he's like, no, I have, like, two more hours to drive back to Derry. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Stephen King reference (laughs) for you fans out there. Little Easter egg. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh, yeah, you probably have someone waiting for you back there. And he's like, no, no one's waiting for me. And she's like, what happened to our car? Your car. So, like, again, maybe yeah, they, they must have been married. Yeah. It's confusing. And she's like, wow, did someone break in? He's like, it's a long story. And she's like, oh, were they trying to steal your painting? And he looks in the back seat and the painting is there. Oh, see. Da, da, da. But it looks different. Now, and this was hard to see, like it was a lot of close, they did a lot of close ups of things, but it was a yard sale with the lady's head cut off. Oh, the painting was a yard sale with the lady's head cut off? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like the yard sale. (laughs) So, like, it was right on the shelf. That's a a big change from, (laughs) yeah, his mouth is is closed, now it's open, and now it's like a completely different scene. I'm just (laughs) making sure. Yeah, I was getting that. <laughs> yeah, it's always been the guy driving with just like a different background. And now, I mean, it's the guy, Rock and Roll Cannibal, with um, a knife and a lady's head cut off. But again, they wouldn't show like the full picture. It was just like little close up bits. So it's like I couldn't fully tell. Just out of curiosity for my own sake, was there a price tag on the lady's head sitting there? <laughs> I just want to know what I'm in for. Because you know if I go back to that yard sale, I'm going to get somehow suckered into buying it. Buy it. <laughs> Do you just come home from yard sales and your wife is like, no. Well, I don't no. even go to them anymore. And uh, honestly, I don't even go to them anymore. I, I think, you know, it's like, yeah, online is too easy now. I just, things just That's arrive, true. you know. <laughs> That's true. That's probably a good thing. No one's trying to sell you. Uh, Richard is very upset. He's literally falls on the ground and he's like i i destroyed it i destroyed that thing i threw it in the river and she comes up to him and she's like oh you're not well look at you you're all white yeah commercial break and then (laughs) i love the placement of question three what played on the commercial break (laughs) (laughs) um don't worry on youtube there's no commercials you can just tell when they happen um so then it's the two of them sitting inside and she has like a super hippie house. There's like crystals everywhere and like sound bowls, all the things. And she says, um, Richard, you're acting so weird. You're even freaking out your own dog. So Hobo's sitting there concerned, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and concerned face. <laughs> That's a great dog actor when they get concerned. <laughs> yeah. So he says that yard sale was at Rosewood, New Hampshire this afternoon. He's like, when I bought the painting, that firebird was crossing the Boston Bridge. And now it's in Rosewood. Like the painting is changing. It's following me. 
And she's like, are you drinking again? And he's like, no. And she's like, pills? And he says, no. <laughs> Fiber? <laughs> Fiber? <laughs> and he's like, no. I need, need more. <laughs> so uh, she says, what is it? What's going on? Like, something must be going on. Like, you, you had a doctor's appointment after your conference, right? You had a, your checkup? And... He says, yeah, they found something, yada, yada. She comforts him and, like, wants to hear all about it. And he's like, look, that's the least of my worries. I might be losing my mind here. And she says, no, you just had a terrible day. Question three, what do you do? What does Sally do for him in oh. his terrible day? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let me think about this. Wait, so we're, just so I can think, uh, we're, we're Sally at this point, totally, or? You're Sally right now. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm Sally. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to realize that the painting is really upsetting him and, and, and offer to get rid of it for him. So I'm going to take the painting and try to destroy it in some way, maybe like burn it or like remove it out of his vicinity and reassure him that everything's good. That's what Sally is going to do. Or that's what I'm going to do. That's what you're doing. That's what okay. I'm doing. I think uh, Sally, mm, I think Sally might, she's kind of hippie-ish, kind of new age. I think she's going to try to do like some kind of like blessing or remove curse type ritual, like some incense or something. She's going to do some kind of uh, like mystical thing to try to like uh, ward off any evil from this painting. Okay, Brian. So my mine's kind of close to what Tim said. Actually, I think as Sally, she's going to you know, she's going to pick up on it, and she's she obviously cares about him still, regardless of whatever the relationship. So I think she's gonna she's gonna definitely take the painting away. Um, but I think also and do some kind of like give him some kind of like uh, I don't know, reading is not the right word, but kind of do give something to comfort him. Additionally, with taking the painting away, I think for me, if I was Sally, I would probably. You know what? A hand in hand. I think they both do, do the same. I would think I would I would would take the painting away from him because that's obviously just a trigger. And then I'd also kind of use my whatever my spiritual uh, skills to kind of calm him down. And additionally, all right, Tim, you get one and a half points. Oh, that's better. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Brian, that's a double ding. Ah! All right, I'm out. That's all I wanted to do, accomplish today. I'll see you guys. Tim, take over. <laughs> uh, you get a double ding because well, you'll see. She says, you need a healing. And uh, so, Tim, you said, like, she did her spiritual stuff on the painting, but she does her spiritual stuff on him. So Fair that's enough. why Fair you got enough. a half point. Yeah. Uh, they leave this room as the news starts telling about the yard sale murder so they don't hear it and now they go in robes to like the back hut of her trailer that wait so, wait, wait back back up it's like wait what huh so they just they they are now appearing in robes they just cut to a, robes he's in okay. a robe she to be fair she does mention you need to get out of those clothes or something Oh, so Sally's uh, <laughs> she's got some motives. 
Okay. All right. Let's, uh, I'll, I will go with the premise that they are now wearing robes. Well, I think she's not. He is. She, okay. She's the same. But because they go into like her sauna hut. Oh, okay. So, I love another another signature thing of movies is there's always like everyone always has a guest robe in their house. Like I, <laughs> I don't even know if we have a, a robe, but let alone like a guest additional That's robe. That's so true because this is definitely yeah. like a robe that was for him, not for her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this wasn't her robe. Yeah, so, and I don't think he he doesn't look like the guy that would travel with a robe either. So you know, no. Well, I don't know. So she travels with a hand, I guess. Maybe he travels with a robe. Sauna too. Hut. <laughs> There's a sauna hut in the trailer park. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. You're right, Tim. I don't know why I didn't focus on that spot. <laughs> that's interesting. Hey, yeah, she's mean, got she's, a large portion of the life. trailer park. Yeah. yeah. She's got her dog area. She's got her living area. And she's got her back sauna area. So they go in and she's like, we need to you know, clear your chakras by putting crystals on each one. So she starts putting crystals on him. He like lays down and he puts crystals all over. And he's like, is this going to tame a runaway imagination? And she's like, yes. He's like, gosh, it's hot in here. And she's like, that's good. It's your body releasing toxins. And she says, here's some flower extract to come to combat the fear. And like puts a little tincture of something in his mouth and then starts saging and stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, I love all of this. I don't know what." And I <laughs> that does seem relaxing now after the, you know after the day we've had. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, just having someone just give you a little flower extract. Gosh, and and They're again, that's like the Aunt Trudy day. theme of of the flower thing. He's right. Just so he's in find, on it. Find the flowers. Flowers. If he just had some said. fiber, he'd be hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So she's telling him that he needs to, you know, educate himself and research health. You know, she's like, you research so much, just start researching health because knowledge is power and that's the power to fight. And he's like, that's what Aunt Trudy said. And he falls asleep. So he's passed out. Question four, you're Sally. What do you do? What does she do? You know, I, so you didn't mention it, but I assume since we got the double ding, she did remove the painting from him somewhere. She didn't, but you got the ding for um, healing him. Oh, for the healing. So, so I think while she's like that, I okay. So he, um, while he's passed out, I think she goes. At least I would be if since I didn't yet, I would re- take the painting and and get rid of it. So when he comes out, he of his slumber, so to speak, he's clean as can be from from the whole painting thing. And I, I think, I think she'll do the same. I think again, hand in hand. I think they'll both. Uh, me and her would both uh, get rid of the painting while he's sleeping. So there's no like distraction of him trying to talk me out of it or anything or get stressed by it. Okay. Tim. Yes. And completely independently, not <laughs> copying Brian in any way whatsoever. <laughs> I swear. I would, I just think I, I feel like I feel kind of bad. I feel like Sally's like this really good influence on him. And I think she really genuinely cares about him. I think, I think, I think the same. I think both me as Sally and I think Sally in the show would uh, make sure he's comfortable, make sure he's asleep, and then they would go get the painting, try to get rid of it. Maybe not to the extreme of, you know, I don't think she believes that the painting's like, you know, haunted. She hasn't seen it actually change or anything, but I think she's trying to just get it away because she knows that it upsets him. So I don't know that she destroys it, but maybe she like hides it or puts it 
somewhere where he's not going to run into it when he wakes up. Holidays. Double, double dings. Double, double dings. I knew copying Brian would pay off eventually. (laughs) (laughs) So he's asleep and starts having dreams of the car and the painting and the creepy driver, long hair guy. And he's smashing the glass and like picks up all the glass with his hands. And it's just now like bleeding and crunching glass with his hands. And then he wakes up (gasps) and she says, welcome back. Are you feeling better? And now we cut to him leaving. It's nighttime at this point. So he's putting hobo in the car And the painting is gone. Which, by the by, continuity, there was definitely glass in the back seat before. And I was like, don't put hobo in the back seat. There's glass all over that. (laughs) But I can, it's, I assume it's gone now. I bet you Sally went out and vacuumed it. She probably had a hand vac and took care of it. He seems like one of those people that would like be that cool and like just take everything, every stress away from him. You know what? You're right. But. I don't think Richard knew that when he was putting Hobo in the car. Yeah. He probably did. No, no, yeah. Oh, he had no clue. I'm just saying for our own like mindset to know that Hobo is okay. Because we're all he, we're all animal lovers here, so we need to know. Throwing Hobo that, yeah. in a glass field <laughs> backseat. I mean, he named his dog Hobo. He obviously does not care too <laughs> yeah, much about this Yeah, he's got no no uh, no care at all. Uh, so he's like, the painting's gone, and she says, like magic, and. He asks, like, what happened? And she said, I put it in the trash where it belongs. So he asks, oh, did it change again? Like, what was on it? And she says that she, that she didn't look. So now he gives her money to, like, stay in a hotel tonight because he's like, that'll make me feel safe. Like, I don't want you. Like, he's just still so freaked out. And she says she's not afraid of it at all. Like, it's no big deal. And he's like, okay, thank you for the healing. And Hobo says, thank you, too. And she's like, yeah, I hope you find your way back. And he says, maybe I will. Maybe I'll beat this thing inside me and surprise everyone. <laughs> and then he drives away. <laughs> we need the soundtrack to this. <laughs> uh, and as he's like driving away, like the light turns on above the painting in the trash somewhere. I don't know. It was like a weird, creepy light turns on it. I probably didn't need to tell you that, but whatever. (laughs) So (laughs) he pulls up to his big house and he goes inside with Hobo and he's like, no more yard sales. And he takes a sit down shower. (laughs) What? Wait, 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 hold on. (laughs) Does he have like an actual seat in the shower? He did. Really? He's just sitting down showering. Then he took a nap. <laughs> I mean, not not for nothing. I kind of like would love like to sit more at like daily things, you know. I mean, like to, you know, it's <laughs> I wouldn't mind yeah. sitting in the shower. I, you know, I mean, I have to get up to you know. To I mean, he's get every area. Age. He's he's yeah. probably ready for the sit down shower. Yeah. I mean. yeah, so. <laughs> so he's just sitting down, showering, takes a nap in a sit down shower. And starts having a dream. Um, and it's all like gloomy and smoky. And the firebird is there. 
And he says, I sent her away. And long hair is in there, like scratching his nails on the roof of the Firebird. And he's sitting in the driver's seat. And Richard gets in in the passenger seat and says to long hair, I know what you are. You're the disease in my body. So if I die, you die. Killing me will be your suicide. We need each other to live. And Longhair says, I'm not your disease, you egomaniac. I'm what you don't know. I'm your fear and growls at him. And Richard tries to like get out of the car, but he like can't open the door. And then he looks back over and Longhair is gone. And then Longhair is behind him with a knife to the throat. And then he wakes up. Cut to him watching TV with Hobo. And the news is on and Rosewood murders come up. And so they're talking about the yard sale lady and how there was already a suicide at the same place. Da, 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 da. And so this is the first time he finds out about yard sale lady. And he says, it's real. This is real. And then he looks behind him on the wall. The painting is hanging up. Oh. And this time it's the Firebird driving with the main water tower behind him that we have driven by before. And it says, keep Maine green, bring money. (laughs) I have to say, though, you know, in terms of me being suckered into buying things, I got good value out of this. I got like seven paintings in one, you know, (laughs) so many paintings like (laughs) It's like I just kept buying them and they're different. So it's great. But one price. It may as well be one of those like moving picture. Yeah. Like, I got like a painting frame, subscription. Photo frame things. Yeah. <laughs> so Maine, if you recall, was where we went to Aunt Trudy's house. So he's like, oh my gosh, not Trudy's. Question five, what does he do? What do you do? Okay. I think, I think you go first, mine, Tim. Right. Okay, so he's concerned about Aunt Trudy. Um, okay, I, again, I think I'm I'm going to be the same way that I think he does in the show. So I think this is going to be the same thing for both. I think he immediately jumps in the car and he starts speeding back to Aunt Trudy's house to make sure she's okay. Which, okay, so w- do we know where they are at now? Like, like are they all in Maine or is it just Aunt Trudy's in Maine? Uh, he's in Derry. Okay. Um, which, which is in Maine, but I don't know where. Yeah. But he had to like, from wherever, from, he had to drive two hours still from the dog place. I think he said from the, the, the recce spa, whatever he was, (laughs) Sally. (laughs) I'm geographically challenged. So what I'm asking, what I'm saying is I think it's like hours. Okay, so like I think it was like Aunt Trudy's, then Sally's, then two hours to his house still. Oh, see, while you were wondering that, Tim, not only was I taking notes, but I was drawing a geographical map of this entire <laughs> thing going. I, my, li- I swear, I've lived in the same town for forty-eight years, and my wife today—I swear this is a true story—she was asking me how to get somewhere, and I said I have no idea. I've only lived here forty-eight years. <laughs> I don't know where this road goes. So I am not the I best That's about geography questions. <laughs> She's like, which road do you turn down to go here? I was like, I don't know. She's like, you've lived here 48 years. I, yeah. but uh, So um, see, in my mind, okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my answer a little bit. In my mind, Sally is the more immediate threat. 
because she's the one that last had the painting in her possession that did something to it. She's closer than Aunt Trudy. So I don't know why he was talking about Aunt Trudy. I'm going to Sally's house. I'm going str- I'm driving straight back to Sally's house. And uh, in the terms of what he actually does in the show, um, I think he calls Aunt Trudy. I'm going with that. Yeah, I actually, I swear to God, while Tim was saying driving, I'm like, no, because he just had that dream about him in the car. But so personally, me, I would do the call first. I would call Aunt Trudy. But I think he being, you know, it's not the the, the in the greatest mindset right now and he's going to panic. I think he'll jump in the car and drive. But I would call Aunt Trudy. Okay. One point for each of you. Oh. For different reasons. <laughs> I just had a feeling that we got it back. We're getting points, at least. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're moving along. Yeah. Up for opposite characters, you got it. Because he calls Aunt Trudy. And he gets the answering machine. And we see we're like at her answering machine listening to it. And we see a firebird revving outside and he leaves a message being like, call me immediately when you get home. Question six. Now what does he do? What do you do? So, okay, let's see. So he, so the, the answer is, so he didn't get a message. And, and so we didn't see anything other out of the ordinary other than the message playing. No, he just like left a, yeah, a voice, a voice. So, Okay, I think now he's going to get in the car and drive to Aunt Trudy's. And I would probably do the same at this point. Because now my, you know, the kind of uh, the Jewish guilt that I have is <laughs> would propel me into the car faster than any any sanity that uh, might talk me out of it. So. so hand in hand, we get in the car and head to Aunt Trudy's. Okay, I'm still confused why he's obsessed with Aunt Trudy because Aunt Trudy did nothing with the painting, whereas Sally immediately took the painting and has it in her possession. But I don't know why he's so focused no, on that. He Aunt has Trudy. the painting. Remember, he's well, got it on his wall now. Yeah, ten, well, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. Um, I still don't know why he's focused on Aunt Trudy, though, because Sally was the most immediate threat to me. But we now have the Firebird out in his yard. Does he Is he aware of the Firebird at this point? Or are we just. The no, the Firebird is outside of Trudy's house, but only we see that. He doesn't know that. Got you. Okay. It's outside of Trudy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was what I was a little All confused about. Right. So, the, so the show is forcing us into concern for Aunt Trudy, which I'm not concerned about Aunt Trudy because I want her to die because I need the points. But we got to go into his mindset. Like, I got, well, yeah. Why am I helping Tim? I got to win this thing. I got to really, <laughs> really get into Tom Berenger's mindset and yeah. stop worrying about the death of Aunt Trudy. Okay. So, um, okay. Yeah, I think... Absolutely, Tom Berenger is going to jump in the car and start heading towards Aunt Trudy's house. And you know what? If I was that concerned about Aunt Trudy, I think I would do the same thing. I, I, there's just no way around it. I, don't, I can't think of another decision point that I would make at that point if, if I couldn't get an answer from her. And in my mind, that was the most immediate threat, I think. So, yeah, I'm going to lock that in. We're both sure. going to Aunt Trudy's. Hand in hand I'm, driving to Aunt Trudy's. Yes. And Brian. Absolutely. Yeah, same. The same. Yeah. I'll give both of you points for yourself. I I don't know what that will do, but give it a shot. Drive to Aunt Trudy's. Um, the reason he's concerned about Aunt Trudy's because the painting changed 
to the main water tower, which is by her house. Like we had seen it like by her house. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's that makes why. Sense. And so the painting is like, yo, I'm, I'm at this water tower currently, basically. <laughs> he grabs the painting and he's like, not at Aunt Trudy's, not at Aunt Trudy's. He's like, send him down the coast road, send him down the coast road, please. And he's like, no. And he throws it on the ground and starts stomping on it and smashing the glass. And then he throws it into the fireplace and lights it on fire. And it's all like, and then he he locks the door and puts the security lights on and the phone rings. It's Aunt Trudy. She's like, are you all right? And he's like, better now. And she's like, what's wrong? Your voice is trembling. And she's like, it's that picture, isn't it? And he's like, it's evil. You were right. But I burned it. Don't worry. And he's like, fire was the right idea, right? That's that's how they used to kill evil. And she's like, I mean, you've used it in your books. <laughs> Man, this Aunt Trudy is like, no help. <laughs> and she's, I just love that he was like, Aunt Trudy, this is how you kill evil, right? Aunt Trudy? Like You are one of those she, like, evil scientists. <laughs> this lady that was like gardening and telling time by the laundry. Like <laughs> she's like, Don't worry, I'm fine. You had a, a tough day. Like, just get some sleep. We'll talk tomorrow. And he's like, Okay. Now there's a storm outside. It's nighttime, it's storming. And he looks out the window and says, well, he would have been here by now, even if he took the coast road. So I don't know. I guess there's a road he could have taken to get here quickly. But he's not here yet. So he starts climbing up st- up his stairs. And he seems to have, like, maybe, like, three floors. And it's those stairs that go, like, around in, like, a circle. So you, there's, like, you can see down to the bottom from the middle of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, w- I would not do well with a spiral staircase. I would... Easily, <laughs> but it's and not fall like and... one little spiral. It's like they go around, and then there's like an opening in the middle. Oh, okay. does that make okay. sense? I'd still fall. <laughs> Tim will tell you he's seen me. Yeah, I don't. I don't do stairs. Regular well. stairs. <laughs> I don't even need stairs at all. Who, who am I kidding? He could trip on a flat surface. Yeah, incredible. Completely uh, flat surface. I'd fall. So he's going upstairs with Hobo, and a firebird pulls up outside. Rawr, rawr, rawr. And Hobo starts barking and growling, and Richard looks out the window. So the Firebird is just sitting there. It's on the 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 lights are on. It's like idling, but the driver's side door is open. And then he turns, and right next to him on the wall is the painting. Oh my gosh! And now it's a painting of the car outside his house with long hair, standing outside, walking towards his house with a knife in his hand and then his front door opens and long hair strolls on in with some cowboy boots that are like ka-chink 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 <laughs> question seven what do you do what does richard do oh i think i and i go first on this one don't i tim um let's see so the paintings still by him right mm-hmm Okay, and so we don't know anything about except he's on the third floor and or something like that, right? A third floor, you said. I think yeah, he went up two and two and a half, maybe. Yeah, so he's up there and he's walking in. 
Um, I would say nowadays he just calls to use a security system, but uh, since it's an 83, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) you know what? Okay, so I think he. So what I would do is I I feel like this painting at this point is kind of controlling things. So I think I'd grab the painting and kind of go. You know what? I think I at this point. Right. Yeah, I think I grab the painting. And go down and confront him with it, and by like like throw it at him or something, or kind of hit him over the head with it, something like that. Because I, I don't, you know, he doesn't. There's really no the method, you know, that he has a weapon up there or anything. There's no indication of that. So the only thing I know is he has this painting. Um, I think he, I don't know, he probably does something with the painting, like probably takes it and just like tries to smash it where he stands or something, and locks himself in a room and like slams the painting down. But I would personally go down at this point already. I, you know. I feel like I'd have to like confront it at this point, and so go after him with the painting. Okay. Okay. So me personally, I'm gonna like try to run and hide because I don't like confrontation. I'm gonna get, <laughs> try to get away from this guy because I'm scared to death, and I'm gonna try to call the police if I can. But if I don't have a phone handy or whatever, I'm just gonna try to run and hide and get as high up in the house as I possibly can. It's now, 83, so there's no cell phones probably that you would have. Yeah. Now, like- <laughs> I'm hoping he has a landline in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Now, in the show, I, I'm picturing this dramatic scene where Tom Berenger goes, enough, I've got to stand up to this. And then he, like, comes down the stairs slowly with Hobo following behind him. He comes all the way down the stairs. He stands right in front of long hair, and he's like, I'm not afraid of you, you son of a bitch. You're not going to defeat me. You're my fear. I have no fear. And then he like says something, <laughs> one of his lines or whatever. And he's like, if you need to take me, then take me. But I'm no longer the servant of your fear or something like that. That's how he like, you wow. know, some Tom Berenger type, like yeah. melodramatic scene. Like, I'm not afraid of you. My courage, my bravery is going to defeat you without me laying a hand on you. Kind of monologue thing. That's, that's what I think happens. Sign me up for Tim's movie. Yeah, I know. Well, Tim, Tim is a he. Not he'll be uh, shy about it, but he is a good writer, Tim. So himself. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Brian. Uh, we both get one point for the things that you're trying because I'm like, give it a shot. The um, <laughs> for him, you're both very wrong because his answer was stand there and do nothing. <laughs> so sorry. Oh my god! Not even turn on the jazz. Nothing really. So he sorry. Did not even jazz. Ugh. He literally just like stands there and looks and long hair starts walking through the house and like goes to like a different room on the first floor. And so Hobo freaks out and Hobo goes down and attacks him. And we're just hearing a fight and then Hobo's quiet. (gasps) So we can assume that Hobo is no longer. Okay. I no longer like this movie. I don't, I did not have hobo. You didn't, he wasn't in the dead or alives in the beginning. I would have. <laughs> I am so sorry. I, I, I yeah. I wanted, Tim I, and I are both I dog moved, owners. So that, that one hurts. I wanted to move past <laughs> it quickly. So Richard's like hobo. Uh, question eight. Now what do you do? What does he do? Oh, so oh, I, I already can know Tim. Can I get a bonus point if I guess Tim's answer? <laughs> <laughs> Because Tim's about to go old John Wick. Yes, I'm definitely going John Wick on this dude. He just messed with my dog. I'm going to go down there. I don't care if I have a weapon or anything. Like, for me personally, I'm going down there and I'm like just ripping this guy's throat out. Uh, Yeah. Um, Now, what does Tom Berenger do? 
I'm going to go back to my original monologue of, of my last answer. I think now Tom Berenger goes down there and like confronts long hair and is like, I'm not afraid of you. You're my fear. I don't have any fear, blah, 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 whatever the, the whole, like think of the most dramatic, like stand up to your enemy bully type right. interaction. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I, yeah, I too will go like, yeah, I mean, now you've messed with my dog. And so now I'm like, I'm all going John Wick on him. I'm like bolting down those stairs and like, if I got to do like a, one of those diving spears at him, like <laughs> from wrestling or something to knock him down, I'm doing it. Cause uh, yeah, if, if he mess with my dog, I think Tom Berenger now, I think he'll take the painting down there and try and confront him with the painting and do something with it since he didn't do it before and just stood there. You think Tom Berenger is confronting him with the painting? Yes, I think he's going to now, like, since he didn't do anything before, I think now he's going to take that painting and like swing it at him or something or somehow like because, uh, you know, I feel like he's, you know, he's controlling that painting, the the long haired dude. So I think he's mm-hmm. going to have to like kind of have him, you know, the whole face your fear thing. I think he's going to like somehow like use the painting as a as a as his defense against the long hair guy. OK, one point for Tim. One and a half points for Brian. Mm. Uh, he also, I think that your idea for him, Tim, sounds like maybe the best route of like, if this guy said he was your fear, then you have to like confront your fear. So like, isn't that, you know, but anyway, he just throws the painting from where he is like down to the ground. So it like shatters on the floor and he's like, take it, take it. It's yours now. And long hair just like walks up to it and he's holding a, a bloody knife that he wipes off. And mm. he just stands and looks at the painting. No, no, it was just a uh, juice. It was just yeah. juice. It was watermelon. Hobo's it was the watermelon from the card. <laughs> it was watermelon juice. He was actually yeah. just feeding Hobo in the other room. He was like, okay. I know how to get this dog off me. I'm just going to give him some watermelon <laughs> and put him in here and cut up this watermelon with my knife and then put, here you go. And so Hobo's just eating watermelon in the other room. It's fine. Over the it's rainbow totally bridge, he's eating yes. watermelon. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hair stands there. And looks at the painting with the broken glass, and he just steps right on over it and starts walking up the stairs with his knife. Question nine. What do oh. you do? What does Richard do? Oh, now I gotta go. Okay, so he's still coming at me. He no longer has the painting. We no longer have Hobo as the defense, so it's just him and him versus this guy now with no kind of Good. Maybe. What's this? What's this guy's long hair's fiber situation? Do we know that by chance? <laughs> <laughs> Do we know? It seems we like can... he eats a lot of, a lot of fiber. Um, oh man, I. You know, it's funny. I I feel like Tim's thing is like the best idea. Why didn't he think of this? Now he's had three chances and he still doesn't do it. But um. <laughs> That's how I feel. Oh God, I don't. This is tough. It's like he's still like uh, literally it's almost like three similar questions in a row. And he's like, I have no confidence anymore in Tom Berenger. <laughs> just doesn't know what he's so doing. That's the trick. <laughs> um, so now I got to put myself in my mind that I was like a complete idiot for two rounds of this. Um, 
That's how uh, we feel all the time. I'm like, well, first off, I'm not here because I didn't enter the stupid place that yeah. you stupidly entered. So. Like by this, yeah, by this point, I've already like <laughs> solved the problem twice, and now yet yeah, I'm still back here again. Um, oh, man, I don't, I don't. He, he doesn't have the hand by chance, does he? <laughs> the, 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 Maybe that's his agent. Yeah. Uh, oh God, I don't even know. I think well, me at this point, I'd still like. I just kind of get in this ready stance and like know that all right, this is the fight of my life again. <laughs> I was stupid twice, and now I got to fight. Um, I think at him at this point, you know what? I, I know this sounds weird, but I think at this point he's just to accept his fate and succumb to it, and he's just going to wait for him to come up and kill him. Okay. Okay. So, for now, is he coming up the stairs? He's coming up the stairs. Yeah. Okay, me personally, I'm going to try to shove him off of the stairs. I'm going to like, like unexpectedly rush and try to shove him off the stairs. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, what I think Tom Berenger gonna, is going to do is in an Academy Award winning monologue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Tim's monologue. Tim's got to just write. I'm going to get this monologue in here. Yeah, is going to confront <laughs> confront long hair. You're. You say you're my fear, you son of a bitch. Well, I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> and he's gonna like, there's gonna be this dramatic like Academy Award winning scene, and and uh, and and he's gonna tell Longhair that I'm not afraid of you. You can't control me anymore. And like Longhair's just gonna like vanish. Like it's gonna he faces fear. Uh, Longhair's gonna like disappear. Uh, Tim Tim added an addition to his model. I, I have to embellish it because I've done this three times now. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm yeah, trying to yeah. change it up a little bit. So. <laughs> I think Tim should just get a bonus point anyway for just, so <laughs> for just being so writing. creative. Yeah. That's one point for Tim. And I'm so sorry, zero points for Brian. <gasps> oh my I just, God, like, this is the first time I got a zero point. I can't get behind just hold a stance and be ready for a fight. Like, you can't just bring a stance to a knife fight. Like, <laughs> Well, no, I, I mean, not, not that I'll try and argue the point because I know how well that goes on this show. Uh, I just meant, like, I was going to be ready and, like, actually go fight. But, like, you could have gotten ready. Like, you could have grabbed a, a oh, I, I don't know, any okay. weapon. Like, this is your home. I'm like, I don't know. Go, go grab something. You're you know what it is? Like, I got, uh, I got, but I got like, put into this mindset. <laughs> Uh, but I got put into this mindset that I'm an idiot for two rounds of this guy pulling up the stairs. So I like, you know, I had to like. But I was but, like, I don't know. Go get like the scissors from the bathroom or something. Like, there's yeah. got to be some break a lamp. Like, I don't know. Grab some yeah. shard of something. Like, well, anything yeah, I, besides yeah, it's, it's, just it's, stand up. You know, it's not my fault that Tom Barrett is just stupid in this. Okay. <laughs> I would have been out of there already, but you know. Brian would have got a point for that exact same answer if he'd answered like a question ago when Tom Berenger literally just stood there. That's so true. Actually, <laughs> yes. That <laughs> Although yeah. that was your answer for, for yourself, not for, for Tom. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, this you one was him. I just had him like you know. succumbing to it. But yeah, but uh yeah. The t- Tim had yeah. Tim should get a point anyway. I was like a, you know what? I feel honored like to lose a point. A... Yeah. <laughs> At least grab t- a pointy Tim, or something. This. Guy. Well, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I definitely. At this point, I'm just fed up with the whole thing. But yeah, t- t- but Tim deserves <laughs> this point because if only for his dramatic retelling of it and changing a probably a better story now with what with, with Tim's view of it. So Richard runs and hides in a room. He like goes into some room and locks the door, and 
kind of doesn't know what to do inside. The door has like stained glass window sort of on it. So he's just kind of like, I don't know, looking around the room. I don't know what he's trying to do. But all of a sudden, long hair is outside the door. We can see him through the window-ish. Uh, and so he's trying to get the door open. Richard is doing that thing where he like backs up and like knocks something over and it breaks. And then the door opens. So he runs out some other door, I guess, that goes back out to the stairs. So I didn't ask this question because I was like, I don't know the what this, the map of this house is. But yeah, he had this escape route this whole time and he stood there. Oh, I mean, he's yes. pissing me off even more now. <laughs> So he runs out the other door that goes back towards the stairs somehow. And he's just screaming, go away, leave me alone, go away. (laughs) And earlier when he had like taken the painting off the wall and like thrown it, there was like a stack of books on the floor, I guess, that he kind of like knocked over. So there's like a whole bunch of books all over the floor and the stairs. So he's running down the stairs now and trips over a Stephen King book and falls oh all gosh. the way down the stairs to the okay, bottom. Now I feel connected to the character. <laughs> this is now, now I'm one with Tom Berenger. <laughs> that totally would have been me. <laughs> so he's laying at the bottom of the stairs, which is like right by the front door. The front door's open and that car is still sitting outside idling with like the headlights on. And he slowly, like, opens his eyes and looks at it and says, damn you, damn you. And he's, like, slowly kind of, like, sitting up a little bit. And then we see the painting is now directly next to him on the floor, but all fixed. It's not shattered or anything anymore. And in the painting, it's an empty car with both doors open and the windshield has blood all over it. And he says, blood. And then he turns and long hair is now standing on the porch outside. And we kind of just see his shadow because he's like all backlit, you know, and he's holding his knife and he takes his knife and points to the car with open doors. Question 10. What do you do? What does Richard do? Okay. Is this fun? I don't Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. I think you're evens. That's how I, I remember. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So what I'm going to personally do is I'm going to get up and I'm going to run out the door and pass the car and keep running. Like, I'm going to run, 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 and try to get away from this guy. That's personally <laughs> what I'm going to do. Tim's just going for the long run. Yeah, I'm going for the long without, run. Without his fiber. <laughs> I'm, Tim, Tim, I'm going. Tim, no, Tim's a runner, though, so that makes I am a runner, sense. So, yeah, yeah, a oh, okay. Um, this hoping is outru- I'm hoping long hair hasn't trained for a 5K. That's what I'm hoping. Yep. So. Uh, I think Tom Beringer is going to... Uh, a, a picture this an Academy Award winning monologue. So no, 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 no I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going in there. No, I'm somehow. not going. I'm not going in there. <laughs> yeah. so, so I think Tom Berenger. I think I think he stands up and like in a resigned voice, he's like, "I guess we're going on a road trip." And then he like gets in the car. <laughs> still got the lines. <laughs> and I think he like gets in the car. I, I think he like there's a resigned look on his face. Like this, this cancer is going to get me. Death is coming. I can't fight it. I can't run from it. I'm just going to get in the car and face it, and let's see what happens. Uh, and and so yeah, Tom Berenger gets in the car. Absolutely, 100. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm mine's going to be, I, and not because I'm copying Tim again, but um, mine be a little different because I'd run, trip, fall three times, get up, run, fall. Mm-hmm. 
eventually get going though and running down the road. But uh, I don't know if I'd be as successful as Tim because I'd fall a couple times. But uh, <laughs> but that's what I would do. I would not definitely not go in the car. Uh, Tom Berenger though, he, I mean the way this is going, he definitely just walks into the car like Tim said. I think he just at this point, kind of like what I said, he did on the stairs. But at this point, he just like he's like, all right, this this is my destiny. I'm I'm getting in the car and whatever happens happens. Before I tell you what happens. I have to say that, Tim, your Academy Award endings are are the answer, I think, and should have been the end of this movie or show or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> and the fact that it wasn't is very upsetting. So I'm going to give one point for Brian just because you tripping and falling a lot sounds like long hair would kill you. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I have to be honest. I know myself. And a double ding for Tim. Oh. And honestly, all, almost like a triple ding because for, for your um, script writing, because Richard says, I'm going outside, I think. And then he stands up <laughs> and kind of slow limps to the door. And we fade to black. What? That's the That's ending? the oh. end. I thought he was going to wake up. You were going to tell me he's going to wake up in like in the middle of his colonoscopy or something. And <laughs> the whole nope, thing was a dream. Or like, This is a made for TV series. Like why, yeah. how can you not end it on a cheesy line? Like, I guess I'm going on a road trip. Like, how, how do you not do that? Such yeah, a missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. oh well. Yeah. So wow. That was very, wow, that was wow, as wow, unsatisfying as a colonoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I and mean, you know, worst part about it is Aunt Trudy's so still alive better. and well. That's right. We never <laughs> even got points for Aunt Trudy's horrible death. You know, I mean, in my head, I was trying to keep score, and I literally—I I don't know how good I am with this in mentally in my head, but I think Tim might have won by half a point, if I'm correct. <laughs> but we'll have to let uh, Kim do her. her well, here's the wizardry. here's the question. Ugh. Well, you guys are going to be biased now because you remember what you said, but. I think I, I put Richard as dead, right? Yeah, I think we did too, right? Are we, I mean, no, well, I, I said Richard was alive, but do we think he's dead? Oh no, we show? did say he's alive. You're right. You're right. Um, that's tricky though because I mean he. It's one of those things where it, it, you're assuming he's dead, but yeah, we didn't see him die yet. But so that's up to you. That's your your call. I, I will accept either either way. All right. I'll, since you guys are guests, I'll give it to you. Ketra and I wouldn't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the argument also, that would have like came out for that one. Also, since thankfully you you both said the same one, it's not going to make either of you win or lose right, regardless. Yeah. So that's good. I think okay. we matched our dead alive. I'm telling you, I literally think if I did the no, math in my head, right, Tim won by a half a point. For dead or alive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me add up your points. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Brian, for Dead or Alive, you got three out of six. For questions, you got 11 and a half out of 20. 
but you had a bonus point. Oh, I forgot the bonus point. Which gave you a total of 15 and a half out of 26. Tim, three out of six for Dead or Alive, zero bonus points, 12 and a half out of 20 on your questions, which gave you 15 and a half out of 26. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so us, though, Tim. It literally. That is so us. Yeah. We're so on brand. Yeah. So on brand. That's so, hilarious. That bonus point saved you, Brian. It did. But I will say, as, as, as a true sportsmanship, I still think that because Tim's monologue excelled this thing, he should almost yeah. get like, the moral victory of this, this <laughs> he, thing. Because, I, he, he kind of gets like a bonus point that wasn't a prepared yeah. bonus point for yeah. writing the correct ending of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that should have does. been the Tim, ending of the story. So Tim, Tim is, is an Tim excellent is writer, and he's, he's, his mind should have uh, like was – in the right more than than the script writer of this for Confront sure. Confront so. your fear. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. But I, I'm definitely glad that both Brian and I somehow managed to survive. Yeah, that, that's hilarious. That, Literally, that, that in itself is a miracle. A half point tie, no less. Like yeah. the fifteen and a half. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. This was so much fun. I hope oh you God, enjoy you. trying to stay alive. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and yeah. we've always been like saying we need to have you both, you and Ketrin, on our show as guests yeah, because it's to. it's been way too long, like that we've known you uh, both, and you know it's like you know it, you know it's just, I feel like you know it's just it'd be so, it'd be way too much fun not to have just to ha- just come on and just chat about something and you know like or maybe a roundtable yeah. we do we do occasionally Ooh, yeah. do roundtables where we invite guests on Ooh. we talk about like a current new release movie or something yeah so oh like a lot of fun. like you guys said you like i saw i heard right you both saw scream six but you didn't you couldn't yeah, use it as a movie and we've been toying with doing a scream six roundtable <gasps> so maybe that's what we'll do oh my gosh yeah, that'd be so be fun. fun yeah, yeah okay that's that. that's that's well that's, that's now it's in recorded the and now. sent to the people so you have to do yeah. it now yeah yeah absolutely that'd be great <laughs> yeah, so that that's what we'll do. We'll do that one. That'll be the round table. We'll we'll get the the KK Sam round table in there. Oh my gosh, that would Perfect. be so fun. I um, think you need to make a, a special ki- uh, commemorative though KK Sam shirt with Tim's monologue on the back. <laughs> the complete Tom Berger. The complete like every line like that he said. <laughs> Wrong. The correct answer was do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Stand there. Yeah. Walk to your oh. death. <laughs> well, I, ho- I hope we we gave the uh, the listeners a, a good, you know, like it, it didn't we didn't lose too much of the uh, the, the flow of your regular shows. No, it was with, amazing. Uh, I'm kicking Ketrin out. You're my new co-host. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh no, we can't have that. We can't have that. will come back for us. Don't worry. Much, yeah. Bro. You you think this long-haired guy was was? Uh, <laughs> you'd not been listening to the show. You think Ketrin will just sit by and let us like take yeah. over? <laughs> She's actually watching me right now from somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. She's probably got, like, the secret feed in there, just like. <laughs> She's creepily watching us without us knowing. That's awesome, though. She took that trip, though. That's cool. That's I definitely can't wait till she gets back and talks all about it. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm sure she'll share all about it. Thank you, Brim, from uh, Civil Gore Podcast. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for your time and watching this silly, silly show with me for two hours. Uh, <laughs> I really it was appreciate our pleasure. it. Yes, our pleasure. It was, it was a blast. Yes. Make sure to follow them and listen to their podcast. And um, I think that's it. This has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next time, stay alive. Yeah.
busted me up. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.